It is exactly 33 minutes after 8 o'clock on Metro FM Talk. As we enter our thought leader segment on this Thursday, we're focusing on the role of business in building communities. And the very big question that we're asking tonight is, does big business or business in general have a role to play in building communities? You know, sometimes businesses have been accustomed to doing this for PR purposes, but does that really matter? Uh, Joining us uh, tonight to talk more about this is Mr. Colin Mashawana, who is the co-founder and executive chairman of AfriBiz Invest and founder of the Colin Mashawana Foundation. Good evening and thank you for making the time in your very busy schedule to come in and, and uh, chat to us today. Good evening. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, good evening to you and your listeners. Now, before we get into the issue of, of philanthropy, uh, let's talk about, about you, the successful business person uh, that you are. What is it that attracted you to business in the first place? Um, to be to be quite honest with you, I didn't know initially that uh, eventually uh, the journey will be business. You know, so initially I was trying my luck, <laughs> and then uh, I worked um, um, uh, for someone or for some corporates until I really found my my purpose and found my passion. And that's when I, I, I changed and uh, focused completely in business, you know. And, and what you're saying actually ties in with what our previous guest, uh, Miranda, was saying. You know, t- take a chance. chance. You never know when it actually will be yours and, and to continue trying even when uh, you failed. But you say you found your purpose. Uh, what was that purpose and how did you manage to marry your purpose with entrepreneurship and business? I think uh, initially before even the purpose, it was the passion. You know, so so for me initially, I had a passion for computers, uh, and and that was my initial background, and then I had a passion for 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 construction. I had a passion for infrastructure development. Um, you know, I had a I had a passion for 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 changing people's lives through through the business that that I was involved in. So so that was through through getting involved in projects that change people's lives, like sanitation like provision of electricity, like construction, building people houses and so on. So so initially, you know, I thought it would be a good way to 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 make money. It would be a good way to 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 obviously change people's lives. But I've then later on realized that that was my purpose in life, you know. So besides just having a passion for for this industry that makes money, uh, uh, my purpose was 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 to be here on earth to be able to contribute towards changing people's lives. And um, that's what I do every day. So I don't look at what I do as a job. I don't look at it only as a business. I mean, obviously, because it is a profit-making institution, I look it, it, is, it is a business. But I look at it as, as fulfilling my purpose every day and walking that journey that I've been, I've been brought here on earth to, to fulfill. So for you, it kind of almost worked the other way around. Yeah. You first started doing the job, something that you were interested in, you just loved it. But while you were doing it, you discovered that it actually fed a deeper part of you. And so you discovered your purpose already along the way. Most definitely. So, so I tried a few businesses before. When I, when I, so I've been in business now for almost 20 years now, to almost two decades. And, and in that journey, you know, I tried, you know, still immediately from from college and 
when I when I when I started working, I always had some car wash on the side. I had some cleaning business on the side. I had some some uh, uh, furniture delivery. So I'm always trying <laughs> hustling. Know. Yeah, but but also uh, you know upbringing uh, forced me into that situation because at that time my my mother couldn't afford to take me to school, and I had to look for some some extra income. You know, so I'm busy laughing with with Joss outside that you know you know I actually tried singing. You know, so I was a rapper at some point. <laughs> so I was like you know I got here to Jobek and I said every opportunity that will then be able to bring some money that will assist me to advance my studies and and be able to to provide my mother and my family a better a better future but in trying i realized that you know my passion was really in technology my passion was in infrastructure development i did it both so i continued with the businesses on the side while i worked for for corporates you know so i worked for microsoft i worked for didata and when i grew up the ladder i realized that you know by doing both you are you actually compromise one so you either compromise your job or you either compromise your business and uh, or you either make money for yourself or you either make money for someone else you know so eventually i decided to to focus on 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 business every entrepreneur will tell you that there's a there's a, a, an inner voice there's a, a, a some small voice that whispers and i had the previous speaker saying uh, entrepreneurship it's a it's a lonely journey so in that lonely journey there's always some small man in you that will tell you that you know this is the route this is what you must do and so, and I'd like us to talk about that turning point for you because you've tried so many things and you're trying so many things. Is it important to, at some point or the other, say, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on, this is what I'm going to specialize in, um, and when do you do that? Because you try a lot of things until you hit the nail on the head on the one that you think, all right, this is it. Is it important to have that this is it moment or is it okay to be juggling a, a couple of balls in the air at the same time? I will chat about that just after this break. We are in conversation with our thought leader for today, Mr. Colin Mashawan of AfriBiz Invest. It is exactly 8.40 on Metro FM. Thank you for staying with us. This is Metro FM Talk, and we're with our thought leader for this Thursday, Mr. Colin Mashawana. And, you know, during the break, I was saying some of the best conversations actually happen off air. And we're continuing chatting here, and I thought, this you have to hear. Um, and, and, I, and I asked him, because, because Zama Zama, you know, as a hustler, you try this, you try that. Is it important to eventually focus on one thing? Is it important to eventually uh, specialize and, and find an area of focus? Yeah, so, so as I was saying, you are, you are uh, uh, 100% correct that one needs to find an area of focus. So you can't be everywhere. You can't try everything. Um, and, and sometimes trying everything, it's wasting time you know so you are you are you actually de- delaying the inevitable you know instead of getting into into it you waste too much time failing so failure is part of success but you are not supposed to go through failure it's it's, it's not a must that you must go through the process yourself you can go through the process and learn by watching from far. Right. So you can say Colin went through his first eight years of being in Jobek, trying and failing, and these are the mistakes that he did. And as an entrepreneur, I won't go through the same thing. And then I want to find out my passion, 
and I want to focus on my passion and I want to fulfill my pe- my purpose and passion and make money and change the world and all those lovely things. So trying a few things has got has got the advantage and the dis- the disadvantage and the the disadvantage is that you 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 like I said you waste time and you 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 lose a lot of money and you get a lot of scars and people lose cred- uh, credibility and all of that. And then the the upside or the advantage is that in the process of them uh, 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 losing confidence in you, they start calling you a chancer, they start calling you a failure, they start calling you all those terrible things that all successful entrepreneurs have been called. So you need to go through that. And that's your testing, your testing season. Because if you, you, I don't know any successful entrepreneur that does not have a story. So and you you have your story. You've also been called a chancer. So, a so many times. And those things, they make you recharge. They make you want to go back to war. They make you want to prove people wrong. They make you want to pray more. They make you want to believe in yourself more to say, you know, I'm not a failure. I'm not a chancer. And, and I'll go and learn. I'll go and do it better. Okay, I've been knocked down. Let me stand up. You know, so that's that's really the beauty of trying and failing. You know? Now, there was a point where you lost it all. Yes. You had it all, then you lost it all. Yes. And then you regained uh, all of that. How do you pick yourself up after losing it all? Um, I always say uh, uh, entrepreneurship, it's a, it's a spiritual journey. A spiritual journey in which you need to have constant conversation with God. And once you don't have the constant conversation with God, you're on your own. And once you're on your own, you can't succeed in it. So at that point, I was on my own. You know, there was no constant conversation with God. And 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 and, and everyone who's been in Jobek for long knows how crazy Jobek is. Jobek can swallow you. Jobek can it can spit you. you Especially know, you, for a boy <laughs> from Limpopo, right? You know, so, <laughs> so the moment it did that to me, I, I I then realized that you know one has to to go back to to constant uh, conversations with God. You know, so I prayed more about it. I I relied more in in in, in family su- support and and surrounded myself with the right people. And I went back to the passion and what drives me. But in 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 doing that, I learned the art of diversifying. I mean, diversifying. Diversify, you know. So which is what our brand now is all about. So instead of having only one business, because your passion could be in the media industry. So if your passion is in the media, it doesn't mean you must only be a radio presenter. You could be in the media space, but do two, three things that that allow you to be able to generate some income. So, so my uh, passion was in infrastructure development, which is which is the built environment. Uh, I, I had a huge background and huge experience in information technology. I had, I had good contacts in that space, including construction, and uh, I wanted to do everything that 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 has to do with construction. I wanted to 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 provide electricity. I wanted to provide toilets or sanitation. I wanted to build houses for the poor. I wanted to build schools. I wanted to build clinics. I wanted to do it all. But the reality is that through my journey, my previous journey, I had learned that you can't do it all on your own. That's right. You, know, you can't be jack of all trades. So on the, your own. On your own. So the formula there for me was to partner and work with the right people. The right people are the people that are experts in those industries, one, and, and two, are people who share the same passion and the same vision with myself, you know. So I joined up with, with, with a few guys, a few shareholders, you know, in which one is my brother, and, and we all believed in each other. We, we went on a journey of mergers and acquisition, 
And we, we went to the experts. We went to a, an electrical company that has been there for over 25 years, and we did an acquisition, 51% of that business. We went to a construction business that builds only low-cost housing that has been there for 15 years. We, 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 we went and, and did an acquisition of 60%. We went to, to, to an IT business. So, so we ended up building this empire that owns the entire value chain. So it's 18 businesses. Each of those 18 businesses focus on, 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 on their core competency. They don't compete. They complement each other. And they do everything else that has to do with, with, with construction or the built environment, from professional services to construction to IT to security to provision of trucks, provision of material, electrification, anything you can think of. Now, this is perhaps a broad question. I mean, your company is worth billions. It's always valued at billions. Yes. What would you say, if you've got to choose one thing that you say is the bedrock of your success as a company, what would you say that is? What keeps those wheels turning? I think every pillar contributes, to be, to be quite honest with you. You know, a friend of mine said to me last week, you know, I had not seen him in a while. And he said, you know, I, I saw a picture of you and I was wondering, does this guy work? Like every day he's, <laughs> he's donating, donating a house. Do you, do you do anything else except donating houses? But the reality is that in doing what we do every day, it fits in, in, in every aspect of the value chain. You know, so the, it's, it becomes very difficult for you to build a house without windows and without doors and without electricity, and without a toilet, and without lights, and without uh, the, 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 the tiles, and without roof. and without. So if you think about it, all those things that I've just mentioned, it's what each and every business in Afribiz does independently. So there's no way one business will go and build a, a, a school without calling the electrification company to come on board. So you are a one-stop shop. When it comes to construction. When it comes to construction. construction yes. And after this break, I'd like us to talk about the social entrepreneurship and, and, and why it is that you've positioned yourself um, as a social entrepreneur and as a philanthropist and the role that business plays in actually uplifting and building our communities. We'll be back just after this. It's exactly 8.49. It is exactly 8.50 on Metro FM talking conversation with our thought leader for this Thursday, Colin Mashawana. Before the break, Colin, um, was asking you about your foundation. You formed the, the Colin Mashawana Foundation and, and giving back is, is so close to your heart. How did you reach a point where you had to formalize this? Why is this so important for you? Um, Tammy, the, the reality is that we all know of the imbalances um, in society. And we, we, we all know a um, uh, majority of black people come from disadvantaged, disadvantaged backgrounds, including myself. And um, I believe the, the spirit of helping lies in majority of us. It's just a few of us who have the courage to do something about it. You know? So everyone, there's so many people who send me messages in different platforms saying, you know, I want to do it. You know, but but it's the courage and it's also the mentality that people have that you need a lot of resources to be able to make a difference in someone's life. So I took it upon myself that um, I will start a foundation that was in 2012 and the foundation will focus on the most disadvantaged of the disadvantaged and the most disadvantaged and vulnerable are 
your elderly people, your child-headed families, your disabled, and the homeless. So, you know, and I said, you know, from the little that I have, you know, I will share with those people because for me to be able to have an opportunity to be able to advance uh, uh, my passion and be able to build a business, I was given an opportunity by someone else. So I will give someone else an opportunity. And before those people get an opportunity, I'll give them hope. And hope is giving them something for today whilst they wait for the big break which comes tomorrow. And uh, the foundation, we started adopting uh, homeless people in Hillbro. We've got over 200 people that are in Hillbro that we, 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 they've become part of the family. We know their names, we know their backgrounds, we know their expertise. We go and feed them every second month. We give them clothes, we give them medical care, and so on and so on. And we look for job opportunities for them. But in doing that, uh, uh, as we work in, in Afribis, as we work in communities where uh, we build houses or where we're doing electrification uh, projects, we'll then come across the, 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 the most disadvantaged elderly people that stay in dilapidated structures. You know, So you are there building a school, but just behind the school you can see there's a family that is that is a child-headed family where this is 17 year old and 16 year old they're staying in a shack that's falling apart so it becomes difficult for you to build your school and get paid and move out of that environment with your money and move on to the next one you know so i said to the team i would like for us to do a, a, an initiative that addresses that it must address sanitation it must address electric electrification it must address uh, 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 provision of, of water, clean water, but most importantly, it must address the issue of housing because our there's, there's no amount of dignity that a black person can have if they don't have a, a, roof, a roof over, over their, their head, head, you know. And, and we've seen so many, um, you know, of your photographs where you are actually handing homes to to old women and and uh, you know child-headed households, etc. But charity is important. How about? skills transfer and mentorship as you said it's not just really about just giving them bread now not just giving a man fish but teaching them how to fish um, is that within your scope as well and should that be something that business also does in communities that they trade in most definitely we're doing that all the time you know so so we don't talk about it uh, we're not excited about it because we don't feel it's an immediate a, a restoration of dignity. It's a, it's a long term. And we feel if, if, if it's Tammy and Colin, Tammy and Colin have got an opportunity to go and learn the skills over time in the next 10 years or 20 years, they'll be skilled to be able to make a living and earn and build a house for themselves. But there's a grandmother who's 100 years today. She doesn't need skills transfer. She doesn't need anything. All she wants is, before I die, can I stay in a house that does not leak? That when it, it, when the, when it's windy, I'm not scared that this house will fall apart, you know. So as we are doing skills transfer while we work, as we do, as we employ people, I mean, we employ a lot of people. We, we, we subcontract our work to a lot of small businesses. We, we do a lot. But what we talk about mostly is this part, which, which we feel is a bit neglected. And it's, it's, a, it's an issue which we don't believe we can tackle and win on our own. We've started it and we're making noise about it because we're hoping more people will come on board. You know, we, we went to, to Nigel two weeks ago and we built a three-bedroom, 60-square-meter house for a 100-years-old man. 
But all we could afford at that point was to build him a house, tiled, geezer, a ceiling, but we couldn't afford to buy him furniture. We are hoping that as we do this, someone who manufactures furniture will say, guys, I'll come on board and I'll support your foundation. I won't mm. give you money. But for every house you build, I'll donate a bed. You know. And and is that not really the, 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 the true power, the power of multiplication, the power of getting a community uh, to buy into giving back, of getting corporates into a mind space of saying, let us all band together because together we can actually do more? M- m- most definitely. We are not... Uh, you know, I always say we don't have deep pockets, eh? We, 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 there are so many construction companies, the big fives, that have been in South Africa and they've done so much in terms of revenue. They've built stadiums, they've done, they've done it all. But I don't know any of them that has gone and identified some gogo in, in, in Jerere who's blind and go and build a house and not want any tender or anything in return. I don't know anyone who has gone to Lusikisiki and said, you know what, there is somebody who's staying in a madhouse that's falling apart. Out of my good heart, I'll do this. So for us, it's, it's, it's the passion that I spoke about initially. It's the purpose. It's fulfilling your purpose. And I always say success is not uh, the amount of money you have. It's not the materialistic things that you have or, or have access to. It's not the position. It's the, it's, the, it's the process of having to identify your purpose in life and achieving that. So I believe we're there. So I believe we're not fully successful. So initially you said, you know, you're a successful businessman and I accept it. And I don't accept it in monetary uh, uh, terms. I, I, I accept it in, in, a, in a term that we have defined what our purpose is in, in life. And we've started to, to, to be able to, to, to fulfill that, that, that purpose. So what is your vision for, for the next few years when you close your eyes and you think of AfriBiz Invest, when you think of the Colin Mashawana Foundation, when you think of the relationship between you know, corporate and, and community, what is your big vision? Gee, when I when I close my eyes, I smile. Eh? <laughs> when I close my eyes, when I think of how beautiful the journey the journey will be, or the journey will be, I smile because so far, I mean, we we we've got a a a, a, a division or a subsidiary of Bitvest that has come on board that is donating uh, solar geysers for every house that we give away. We've got a company called Kunene Makopo that is an insurance company that that uh, uh, donates. Um, insurance cover for the house content and the house itself for every house that we give away um, uh, we are looking forward to to someone who comes through from 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 any of the big uh, retails like the pick and paste and so on who says you know what, i'll donate groceries for this granny for the next 12 months and we're seeing that response coming every day and i'm i'm seeing a, a, a tomorrow where we don't build three houses. Now we donate three houses a month. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing a, a tomorrow where we are building 30 houses every month. Come on. You know, because it's, it's a collective effort. It's not only, I mean, our government is doing amazing stuff. Our government is one of the few governments in the world that gives away free housing. But they've got their own rules. They've got their own beneficiary list that they have to follow. The, the, the 100-year-old man we assisted last two weeks ago he was number 2,400 on the list. It means he had to wait 
for 2,400 people before he gets it, he gets his And he's 100 years and old. And he's 100 years and old. And what are the chances of that happening? Colin, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure and inspiration chatting to you uh, tonight. Thank you so much for all the amazing work that you continue to do within our communities, but also spreading the word and raising the consciousness, saying big business, corporate, let's all band in together to actually make a change that we are actually each other's keepers. Thank you so much. You have been our thought leader on this Thursday. It's exactly nine o'clock uh, right here on uh, Metro FM Talk. And uh, before we leave you for today, here's a quick message that from the 1st of August 2019, parties may lodge company dispute applications with the company's tribunal using the online case management system. Now, the system allows applicants to file and to view the status of their applications online. Visit companiestribunal.org.za or call 012-394-3071 for more information. The company's tribunal is an agency of the Department of Trade and Industry. So from myself, Tamin Gubeni, it's been an awesome, awesome evening with you. Thank you to all of our guests uh, who've come in. And thank you to you, uh, Mr. Khalid Mashana, for your time this evening as well. And to our fabulous team uh, right here on Talk. You have yourself a fabulous evening further.